You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. This is such an important time that you want to support the advertisers out there. Case has that delicious food. They have delicious takeout, and that's what it's all about. So this soup, and they're all pulling together. As I like to say, stop by Case, and, and during this time, you know, they are uh, such an important fabric and p- such an important part of the community. So make sure you visit and support our friends at Case. Well, again, good afternoon, everybody. And I also want to welcome in everybody. Uh, it's John DePietro. It's Facebook Live. And it's also our um, our normal course of the radio show. Now, what's a little bit different right now is the fact that um, the governor's Governor Mundo press conference, press briefing, is actually now going to be this afternoon at 2.30. So 2.30, you'll be here, Governor Mundo, with the press briefing. And so that gives us... Uh, obviously, the the normal full hour in order to bring you up to speed on the latest. Now, I want to go to a story for those that are just tuning in. And uh, remember, you can always listen online. Uh, I said I wasn't going to do a Facebook Live this hour, but we are doing a Facebook Live this hour. So why not? There's an audience for it. And people respond to it and as long as the audience is there and people respond to it. I'm certainly going to do it. But go to the, the website, depetro.com. And I have a new posting coming up a little bit later. But as I was saying, you can always listen at um, the website, topetro.com. Just click on listen live. But a number of people have sent me this, and I did see it. I want to bring the latest. Now, I'll have to check the other news outlets. But uh, let's see. Right now, I'll give them credit. Go Local Prov. They're listing a story that a man has been arrested outside Governor, Governor Raimondo's home by the Rhode Island State Police. A Pawtucket man was arrested apparently on Monday. Uh, now, you know, the governor, they have not said anything like this. And obviously it is the, the state police that would be involved with, with something like that. But apparently this man, two members of the state police arrested Brendan Hong of Pawtucket, three misdemeanor charges. The incident took place during the day before 12 noon, and he was charged, this man, with disorderly conduct, making loud, disturbing noises, obstructing street, and uh, obstructing an officer in the execution of duty. The two officers were Brian McGurr and uh, Luis, Luis uh, Foranzo. State police officer tried to de-escalate the incident, but he continued to escalate the incident. So we don't have that much information on it as of yet, other than he was arrested outside the governor's home where he... he um, Excuse me. She lives in Providence, right on the uh, east side, right out, um, right alongside Blackstone Boulevard, and he is from Pawtucket. So I don't have any other details. I don't believe the governor was home at that time. We don't know whether or not if her children were at home. We'll see if she's asked about this in the uh, press briefing next hour. Uh, coming up at two thirty, with will be Governor Amundo. So we haven't had. That's the first we're hearing of it. We don't have any other details, so we're not sure. Was this someone? Was he? You know, I don't know. Was this man even aware that that's where the governor lived, and or is it just someone? Uh, many times you got to remember now. So Pawtucket and Blackstone Boulevard in Providence, uh, there you, you can enter Blackstone Boulevard, Providence, right from. Right from um, 
excuse me, folks. Uh, right, not sure what that sound is. Right from Pawtucket, you can then get right to where the, not sure what that sound is. Um, well, anyway, it seems to be where, where I have to, well, it's coming from my remote. So, but we're going to uh, just continue. I'm not sure if everyone can hear it or just I can hear it. Folks, as you can imagine, a little bit of challenge in uh, trying to broadcast this way and broadcast remotely. And we have a series of things. I want to thank Jeff Gamach again, who is, um, oh, and, and then it stops. So, clean hair. Oh, good. All right. Well, then I was on this end and it was there and then it stopped. Now, I don't know if that was because they were sending out some kind of a alert or something like that. But we'll, we should learn more. I'll be anxious to see whether or not. Thank you, Jeff. I'll tell you, folks, Jeff Gamache is a team, a player, uh, one of the finest people, most talented people I have ever worked with. Um, and, uh, and just we are I want I hope everyone appreciates we are obviously really rallying behind and um, trying to give you the best coverage as possible. As I mentioned, this portion of the program is brought to you by K's. Support them, folks. Support the local restaurants like K's. You can do takeout. And especially, it'll help you. Instead of just being cooped up, uh, it'll feel good. Remember, we're not on complete lockdown. And you just practice. If everyone practices the proper social guidelines that you're supposed to practice, uh, then you're able to do that way. Now, I also want to play, and I did, um, if those of you that listen, I first posted on this on Sunday evening. And then I did a follow-up story on Monday. And Channel 10 has now picked up on the Woonsocket teacher that they're investigating for. Uh, and this, by the way, I, I don't know if Governor Mundo was going to touch on this. I think she should. And I think this teacher from Woonsocket Middle School, I believe the teacher should be fired. I don't think you need someone like this in the classroom when you're talking about remote learning. This is the Channel 10 story. A tweet allegedly made by a teacher. That teacher allegedly tweeted that she would pay someone with COVID-19 to cough on President Trump. The entire account was later deleted, but not before others took screenshots of the alleged tweet. When Socket School Committee leaders say they, once they get concrete evidence, the superintendent will take some action. A decision is expected by the school committee meeting set for April 8th. Meantime, education Commissioner Angelica Infante Green also responded to the accusation. She tweeted saying, quote, it is unprofessional and sends the wrong message during a time when our whole education community is setting a national example. This is not acceptable and certainly not representative of the overwhelming majority of Rhode Island teachers. Now, I want to give uh, NBC 10 credit for they did further the story, obviously. They did further the story and they also did get reaction. And I hope that the right decision is made. Made by the uh, the Woodsocket School Committee. This person, that teacher, should be terminated. That teacher, and we talked about it again. Sixth grade teacher, Villanova Middle School. Her name, by the way, if you go to my website, to petro.com, we know her name. School Committee Chairman Paul Bujo said he and the superintendent they have been discussing it. There an investigation started Monday. It's a serious matter. They expect a decision by the April eighth School Committee meeting. That committee will likely back the decision. This is a teacher. Now, the union will fight it, but this is a teacher that, in my mind, should be terminated. And if you, you want to see exactly how the story developed, I encourage you go to my website, to petro.com, and you can then see where uh, we broke the story on Sunday night. Her name is Amy 
Ferdinand, sixth grade teacher, Villanova Middle School in Woonsocket. So you can see that where I posted on Sunday night, Rhode Island Public School teacher offers to pay for someone with coronavirus to cough on President Trump. And then on Monday, we furthered the story, exclusive education commissioner condemns the Woonsocket teacher. So you can read all about it at petro.com Folks, again, visit the website. There it is at the top. You see the listen live. For those of you that want to support the show, it's a chance to support the show. And then also we have all our connections to Facebook and Twitter and also Instagram and um, and YouTube. And then if you want to contact me, that's right on the website, petro.com. And here's an opportunity. If you are a business, as, I, I, as you can imagine, um, go to the website. Listenership is at an all-time high. And listen, I would like to represent you during this time. And there are some people, and I'm very glad about that, that are taking advantage of it. And you just click on the advertise uh, button, or you can click on uh, contact John either way, or just contact, it says. And either one of those, uh, you know, let's talk. Uh, because this, for a lot of businesses, maybe in the past, you may have a valuable service for people that you want to offer. Or maybe there's nothing wrong. Listen, as many businesses that I can help, I want to help. And there's a number of businesses right now, let's face it, that could certainly use the help. So now in Rhode Island, in case you're just getting in the car, now some some updates both uh, across the country. Italy is still on lockdown, although apparently they are saying that the situation in Italy, it is getting better. Um, but let me just also see... Uh, Coast Guard directs cruise ships with infected to stay offshore indefinitely. How would you like to be on one of those cruise ships? You also have the U.S. emergency medical stockpile nearly out of protective gear. Student doctors thrown onto front lines. CNN's Cuomo discusses his infection. It's true. Now, this is also big. Walmart is going to take employees' temperatures before shifts. And this is important because I've been telling many of you the new normal is going to be that let's just say you want to go to Dave's or you want to go to Stop and Shop or anything like that. Um, what's going to happen is they're going to have a checker there. And it's so interesting. If you go on the website and go on to radio shows, you'll sp- see where I spoke to my friend, childhood uh, friend and good friend of mine, Dave Cunningham. Chuck, uh, excuse me, Chuck Cunningham. There's uh, Chuck and uh, Mike and Dave, but he is in um, he is in China. And we have been talking to him through this whole situation. Um, and you can um, hear the interview right there when, when I um, interviewed him. And he, that was the first time we heard about the checkers outside. How what they're, they're basically doing is they have the people outside and then they take your temperature as you're trying to come into the store. And this is something that I believe this will become the new norm. And it's actually a positive development. No one should, uh, if anyone feels that's an infringement on my rights or anything like that, I don't know what to tell you other than I'm willing to say right now, I think most people, this will become the norm. And it makes sense that you can't have people going in to a store or a crowd if, in fact, they have symptoms of coronavirus and that they could have it. I want to give a big shout out. There's Ari and uh, Tony. Good afternoon. There's my friend Angela Raposo, John Vettelulo. That's right. Times are changing. Now, also, now let's just say you're a, a Patriot fan. And uh, and you give a thumbs up on uh, Facebook Live for that. But let's just say you're a fan of folks, the New England Patriots, like we all are. Well, a- after 9-11, what changed? If you wanted to go see the New England Patriots, 
after 9-11, and it's forever changed the way the airport security is. It'll be the same way. You won't be able to get on a plane if you are running a fever. You won't be able to get on a plane, and it, and it does make sense. And on top of that, you're not going to be able to get into Fenway Park if you have a fever. You're not going to be able to get into Gillette Stadium or a Paw Sox game or any event. That will be the new norm of having checkers there. The same way that they check bags, if you're going to be in a crowd, uh, the, the new normal is going to be much like we adapted after September 11th, where now if you want to go in, women, they go through your bags and everyone gets patted down. The same type of thing is going to happen, and it does make sense for that to happen as far as they will have a tent set up, and the tent will have the test. And if you are, if they take your temperature and you're running a temperature of 100 or higher or something out of the norm, I, from what I'm told, they will then bring you into the tent and they'll offer you the test right now. Do you, would you, if you like, would you like to be tested for the coronavirus? I don't think they're going to force the test on anyone. I never know if there's some people that are going to refuse it. Why some people? But who knows? There are some people that still don't get a flu shot. But the question is, you will not be able to go into the event. And so if it, it's almost it's almost kind of like drunk driving. I mean, you can refuse the breathalyzer. This is you can refuse the test, but you're not getting in. I would imagine most people you should get tested, and that if you have it, then obviously you're not getting in. But what they're doing in South uh, South Korea is herd quarantine, which is most of the herd is safe and does not have the virus. So the key here is to find the people in the herd that have the virus and separate them, herd separation, separate them from the, the, the couple of people that have it. When you have a group of 100 people, there's a very good chance that one or two of the 100 are going to have uh, the coronavirus, even if they're not showing any type of symptoms or anything. And it doesn't make sense to cancel an event when you only have two, one or two people, maybe three, but probably one or two people that maybe have the symptoms. Because then you're talking about, let, let's even go on the high side. I'll even go to four, okay? And it's normally not four, but let's just say we want to go to four. So out of 100 people, you have an event and out of 100, four of them right now have the coronavirus. Well, they test positive for it, they have it. Maybe they're symptomatic, maybe they're not. But it doesn't make sense to cancel the entire event for the 96 when you only have four people. So those four have to be removed. That's the difference that you're going to see going on. When you hear them discuss um, South Korea, South Korea has done that very effectively. It's targeted quarantine. You target people that you're going to quarantine. That's really the solution to this whole thing. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Now, right now it is 124. It is Wednesday, April 1st. If you're tuning in, to hear Governor Raimondo's daily press briefing, that is coming up at 2.30 this afternoon. So it is me with you on the radio until 2 o'clock, our normal time. And this portion of the program is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. You know, we're going to be spending more time around your house. Why not have your property look the best it ever has? Call Lawn Doctor today. Now, they came to my home today. You can call them at 401 401- 392-1025, for Lawn Doctor. Think about this. Now, they came. I didn't interact with them. Um, they then just left something in the mailbox. 
And so they're not coming into the home or anything like that. But this is the type of thing. You want to make sure you, your lawn looks the best it ever has. So call Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. Right now, you can go to their website. They have a great website. It's lawndoctor.com, lawn, L-A-W-N, doctor.com. Your best lawn ever guaranteed lawn doctor. And they do crabgrass control, time-release fertilizer, broadleaf weed control, professional blend of high-calcium line, Call the lawn doctor today, and don't forget about ticks and mosquitoes. They do it all. Lawn doctor. Call them. You can uh, log onto their website. It's lawndoctor.com, or call them. Get a quick and easy quote at 401-392-1025, 401-392-1025 for lawn doctor. It's John DePietro. Now, there's another service that I want to encourage you to take advantage of. And I was talking about this a little bit earlier. Folks, I don't know about you, that this period of time, the less time that you have to go outside, the better you're going to be. And that's why uh, I am so glad that I have a water filter from Water Filter Company. And you can get yours today, free quote, no more having to go out. You're not going to have to go out and get Buy bottled water, not if you call Water Filter Company at 401-294-2400. Now, they sanitize everything. Their technicians wear gloves. They have masks. I am telling you, it is safe to let them in. They can do it so quickly and easily. And then you don't have to worry about going out. And when you get that bottled water, let's face it, you don't know who was touching it. If someone was touching it in the store, if someone that touched it loading it onto the truck Instead, you don't worry if you have a water filter in your home. Call right now, free consultation, 401-294-2400, 294-2400, Water Filter Company. This I want you to hear him. This is Steve from Water Filter Company talking about Steve it. Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And That's they right. didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want. Not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. A Rhode Island family business since 1986. And folks, he's exactly right. That is Steve with Water Filter Company. Now, a couple of other items. I'm very anxious to hear what Governor Raimondo is going to say this afternoon at the daily press briefing that's going to take place at 2.30. And one of the things that I believe she is going to address is there's a story out, the study being done out of Washington, University of Washington, and uh, as well as those as John Hopkins, they have come up with a forecast, state-by-state forecast, of exactly how many people they see. A projection by the University of Washington predicts Rhode Island will see a peak in hospitalizations from the coronavirus on April 19th and perhaps 259 deaths by the first week in August. Now, Governor Raimondo yesterday said the state's own tracking model shows the peak is farther out and predicted that the number of lives lost will be higher. Responding to a question, Raimondo said that they have been in contact with scientists, University of Washington, John Hopkins, Brown University, and they think the model is in fact Higher, So this model says 259. Now, folks, they can only base it on the information they have right now. And as I have been telling you, by all accounts, 
with everyone that I talk to within the medical community, the the number of people that actually have it in the state is much higher than what they know about right now. And as the testing ramps up, and you're going to hear us talk about this, as the testing ramps up over the next week, and that's where it's it's really going to start to ramp up, is over the next um, two weeks, this week, the end of the week, that is when you're really going to see a significant difference in exactly how many it is. You know what else is great is last night that Dr. Anthony Fauci, he is just fantastic. And they asked him about that MIT study. There's a professor at MIT that claimed and released a report saying that if someone sneezed, you could actually get one of the droplets from coronavirus. And they said that you could, in fact, um, be able to get someone contagious 27 feet away. Dr. Fauci said that that is not the case. Dr. Fauci said that is not the case at all. And instead, it, it is more the social distancing of, they say, about like six feet, of about six feet. So that's really, he was saying that if, in fact, if somebody, if you did, and Dr. Fauci did, if you did a chew and like reared back and had wind behind you, technically it is possible a droplet. But most people, they don't sneeze that way. They don't cough that way. Um that that's not the the, the norm, and I, I think what that does is it just makes people even more paranoid about the situation regarding just how you can get it. Now, Dr. Fauci also did he did recommend, and isn't he fantastic? He did talk about that wearing a mask. They're actually reversing on that, and I've been telling you that that I encourage people to wear a mask when you're out, and and not only that, but uh, the thing about wearing the mask is um, wearing the mask, the thing about that is the people that have it, it stops the spread of them because they're more inclined because they're coughing and sneezing. Now, Governor Mundo was on CNN and she still just cannot help herself from attacking New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. This is uh, Governor Mundo on CNN. Let me play a little bit of it right Governor, now. Governor, it is nice to talk to you again. Um, obviously, uh, I'm not happy about the circumstances, but here we are. The president says he hasn't heard about the testing issue from uh, the governors in weeks. I don't know. We just heard about an EMS uh, responder in New York City saying they can't even get tests for people who are going into the homes of people who have coronavirus, who are asymptomatic. Um, do you? What more did he say? And, and is that true, that no one raised this as an issue on the call? Yeah. So good evening and thank you for having me. I would, first I would say uh, I want to give the president credit for having these phone calls. We have them once or twice a week. Almost every governor calls in and they've proven to be actually incredibly helpful for us as we are fighting this on the front lines. Uh, having said that, I, I think we're all continuing to struggle uh, with testing, testing supplies, and also procuring PPE. And that's a pretty regular refrain that all of the governors have when we talk to each other and when we talk to the president. At this point, there just isn't enough out there. Uh, and do you feel like you're competing with other governors now at this point? I mean, I, I, you know, just to be blunt about it, you essentially are, aren't you, to get the same supplies? 
absolutely. There's no question that we're competing. And I would say as a smaller state, it's doubly hard. You know, my state, it, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not asking for more than we need. But I'm out there literally every day and all night scouring the globe to try to find the necessary life-saving equipment that we need here in the state of Rhode Island, competing against other states, in some cases, many cases, competing against the federal government. Uh, so it's, it is a challenge, and I think every governor is doing the best that we can. FEMA, you know, I give, again, I give president credit when he switched from HHS to FEMA. Communication's been a bit better. But look, Aaron, the bottom line is there's just not enough out there. We need a massive increase in production, particularly yeah. of ventilators. You know, every state's facing it. So what would the president specifically do to change this? Can he? What a broader use of the DPA? I mean, is there is there anything at this point, forget looking backwards, but at this point that he this would do Ramundo that would make this, CNN, that you guys Aaron are competing Burnett, with each other and the federal the government to run up show. prices, not get what you need, and have the taxpayers pay more for what you actually get? I think the first thing is to really ramp up the supply, you know, continue to increase the production. Again, I want to really hammer home the ventilator production. It's just not where it needs to be. And that's a role the federal government can play and is playing, but needs to really ramp that up. And then uh, the same thing, really just increasing production on all of this and yeah. trying to get it out to the states. So you have a self-quarantine. Anyone who comes into Rhode Island from another state has to self-quarantine for 14 days. Originally, that was just related to New York and New York license plates. You've made it now, everybody. But when it was New York, here's what Governor Cuomo said to you. Here we go. If they don't roll back that policy, oh. uh, I'm going to sue Rhode Island because that clearly is unconstitutional. And uh, I think what Rhode Island did is at that point of absurdity. Point of absurdity? Wow. Yeah, so he got a little carried away, but like all of us, he's under a lot of stress. He's doing the best he can for his state. He got I'm, carried I'm away. I'm doing the best for my state. Uh, he didn't sue. I think he realized he doesn't have a good case, and we are pursuing our strategy. So, listen, we, we governors are are all um, working hard right now. Oh my goodness. And here in Rhode Island, I know that I put policies in place based on facts and public health, and this is a policy that right now is uh, keeping us safe. Now, I want to touch on that. And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Right now, it's 1.35. It is Wednesday. It is April 1st. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. And there's so many different platforms of which you can listen. You can either listen at AM 1380. You can listen at 99.9 FM. We have the Facebook Live going for many people that enjoy that. You can also listen at the website, DePietro.com. It's that simple. The website, you go to the top of the website and you'll see right there where we have a listen live button that you just click and then you can listen to that. People listen to that all over the world, all over the country. You can listen right there at dipetro.com. Well, the fact of the matter is, and I, I want to be supportive of Governor Armando. It is a tough time. I know that um, I think there are many things that are not being done. I don't think the local media is calling it out enough. And I think that journal story this morning where they only talk with Biden supporters. And then the whole thing is these people are all ripping the president. And giving Governor Raimondo an A, um, I, I don't find that to to be um, the way that that it should be in any way. Uh, I don't I don't think that's accurate. And what the governor did when she said he dropped his lawsuit because he knew he didn't have a good case, 
The reason why Governor Cuomo dropped the lawsuit, when he said, I'll sue Rhode Island, where she's not telling the truth on that, is the fact that they they rescinded the executive order. So I, I just, you know, I want to be supportive of Governor Raimondo, but boy, she makes it very, very difficult. I want to play, this is um, Dr. Fauci last night. He's just fantastic. In new cases at a certain rate. When the increase in new cases begin to level off, the secondary effect is less hospitalizations, the next effect is less intensive care, and the next effect is less deaths. The deaths and the intensive care and the hospitalization always lag behind that early indication that there are less new cases per day, the way we saw in Italy, and the way we're likely seeing, I don't want to jump the gun on it, we're seeing little inklings of this right now in New York. So what we're going to see, and that's we've got to brace ourselves, in the next several days to a week or so, we're going to continue to see things go up. We cannot be discouraged by that, because the mitigation is actually working and will work. The slide that Dr. Berg showed, where you saw New York and New Jersey, and then the cluster of other areas. Our goal, which I believe we can accomplish, is to get the hotspot places, the New Yorks, the New Jersey, and help them to get around that curve, but as importantly, to prevent those clusters of areas that have not yet gone to that spike, to prevent them from getting that spike. And the answer to that is mitigation. I'll tell you, he is, that is Dr. Fauci, folks. He is so brilliant, uh, beloved. Uh, I even tweeted last night, and it is beyond me that that man does not have his own television show. Can you imagine if you think of like the Dr. Phil or Judge Judy or some of these people, Dr. Oz? Can you imagine if Dr. Fauci, he, that guy, he is an American, that is a hero. There is no one more knowledgeable about infectious disease in the entire world than Dr. Fauci. He has been in that job since 1984. The first time you ever heard him really mentioned was in uh, 1988. It was at the time Vice President Bush and it came out during a presidential debate. That was really the first time apparently that Dr. Fauci uh, was kind of noticed or at least that somebody really started to sing his praises. Folks, it's John DePietro. It's 1.40 on this Wednesday afternoon coming up at 2.30. Governor Mundo with her uh, daily press briefing, but you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Remember, AM 1380, plug that in on your car, 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Now listen, if you're a business, this is no time to be having problems with your truck or trailer. The question is, who can you find that you can depend on that's going to deliver it and make sure it's in good working order? I'll tell you who, MEGA, MEGA truck and trailer repair, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. It's MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. Now, I also want to touch on, there was an April Fool's joke going around about that they were, Rhode Island and Massachusetts were going to close liquor stores on Friday. Now, I, 
All right. So somebody wanted to do an April Fool's joke. I, I don't think it's the right climate for that, but I, I want to address this. I know some people are saying, why do they still have liquor stores open? Since when is a liquor store essential? And the real story behind that is you have to look to other countries on why during this time, and it's such an unusual, difficult time, but if someone has an alcohol problem or a drug problem, what we need to do, we, we can't help them or fix them right now. We, we need to, in a way, enable them until we get out of this. Because if you had large number of people, and everyone, I think everyone maybe kind of knows someone has a drinking problem. Um, some people, unfortunately, know people that have a drug problem. But, and, and never mind, you had the whole, um, you know, the matter of people with fentanyl and the opioid epidemic, which certainly seemingly has gone to the wayside. But the thing about that is, right now, if you had a bunch of people, people were questioning, why is the liquor store essential? Well, I don't know if they want to come right out and say it, but the last thing we need is people who are detoxing, people that are, you know, that's a big effort to try to get someone, you know, who's a heavy drinker and get them clean right now. And, and a lot of those people many times end up in a hospital. And I don't think that's explained enough that right now let's, we can't afford to have people taking up room or any type of attention at the hospital. And the same goes for those that are junkies or a drug addict. Right now, we have to just give them the drugs and, and, and help them get through it. And if they want to get clean, which I hope they do, or they, they have to manage the drug problem. But we can't have people that in a situation like this suddenly are, you know, going crazy because they can't find drugs. I mean, those are the people that would start breaking into places and then you have looting and and everything else, and then just worse, ending up in the hospital. So I know some people are asking about that, but this this is a time that we we actually need um, everything to kind of remain the status quo. You know, the whole element of staying in. I do disagree with the governor closing this Friday. She's going to close the state beaches and the parks because she said there's still some people congregating together. I think it needs to be enforced more. But I think more important than ever, you're anxious to get outside. So many people are enjoying walking. People need to be healthy, get exercise. I, I, I disagree with that. And I may ask that. Um, I'm going to submit a question at today's press briefing. I may ask about that. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA Professionals. Now, listen, right now, you're a business and you're trying to operate. And maybe you don't have proper staffing, but you need it. Maybe you need drivers or mechanics or skilled labor, warehouse workers, office professionals, home care, and health care professionals. Call MEGA professionals right now at 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Listen, you're trying to run your business. They screen everybody out for you. So if you call MEGA Professionals, your business, and call them at 508, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801, and say, I need some drivers. I need some certified help. I need healthcare professionals. I need some weekend workers. I need some skilled labor or office professionals. They have them lined up and ready to go and help you. It's a phone call away. MEGA Professionals, 
336-7801. So the news on this Wednesday at 145, um, I want to just quickly go around and kind of skim and check. Uh, the Boston Globe says a critical number that is so hard to pin down are Massachusetts hospitals on track to be overwhelmed by coronavirus patients. How about Governor Baker's announcing an independent investigation of the Holyoke Soldiers Home? That story is brutal. Six deaths at the state facility and they weren't even reporting it. Absolutely terrible. Four used masks, a homemade face shield, and an updated will. A Boston emergency medical doctor heads to hospital thick with dread. Well, you know, we've talked about that. Shutdown stay-at-home orders may be slowing spread. Now think about that. The shutdowns and stay-at-home orders are slowing the spread. That's what it's really about right now. And I want to just check some of the Rhode Island Island debuts new test sites. And the goal is 1,000 a day. So that is now in existence. I think the governor, Governor Mundo, will talk about that. Eerie scene outside CCRI. Dozens of Rhode Island National Guard uh, on the campus. Camouflage station at the entrance. Humvee, white tents pitched. One of three new drive-through testing sites for the coronavirus, which Governor Amundo hopes will boost Rhode Island's testing capabilities close to 1,000 per day. Now, this is crucial, and that's when you're really going to see the numbers start to tick up. All along, the governor and Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott have said it's imperative for Rhode Island to be able to test as many people as necessary. At the beginning of the month, Rhode Island was doing 100 tests a day. These sites will get the state to 1,000 a day daily. What do you think is going to happen to the number? Anybody? <sighs> Rocket through the roof. The number of people right now is about to double, if not triple, within 24 to 48 hours. When the first drive through site opened, the soldiers conducted tests on 234 people in just a few hours. With three sites running at CCRI, Rhode Island College, and URI in South Kingstown, The National Guard expects to conduct 900 tests per day. And if the demand is greater, they'll expand. Eastside Clinical Lab can process 1,000 tests per day. So what has been striking me is the complete military, state government, industry collaborative effort. We're working towards a common goal. And it is that way. And it is is really incredible. This is when, you know, the National Guard, our military are truly uh, stepping forward and being called on and delivering. So how many Rhode Island residents will die from the coronavirus? Here's what one projection says. And our friend Dan McGowan, you heard him last hour, talked about it. So Rhode Island right now, it's 148 on Wednesday afternoon. Now, the, coming up, the, the uh, next briefing is at 2.30 with Governor Amundo. Right now, the number is 488 cases. That's what they announced yesterday. And 59 residents in the hospital, eight people have died, and 1,000 people are in self-quarantine. So what does that mean? Now, I've been telling you, triple the number. 1,000 people are in self-quarantine. If we had the testing capability and they were tested, I believe a good number of them will test positive. So I am, well, I'm also tracking it. So my number, 488, I said that if you triple that, That's what the real number will be. So it won't be today, but in the next 24 to 48 hours, the number of cases you watch, it will actually triple because there's more people being tested. Um, 
So that is is certainly something to watch. And as I mentioned earlier, that Washington study says Rhode Island could see 265 deaths by June 10th. Um, I, I'm not that that's you know 265 by June 10th. And even think about this: even the governor is saying Governor Amundo is predicting and saying that she thinks that that number is low. She thinks the number is low for the amount of people that could be dead by June 10th. I believe it's 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 going to be higher than that. Um, it's actually going to be substantially higher than that. I'm not trying to cause panic, and no one should panic. But you have a number of, number one, you have a lot of people that are not in good health to begin with. Number two, there are certain areas of Rhode Island where there's a lot of people, um, it's, it's heavily congested. So Providence, Woonsocket, Pawtucket, Central Falls, certain communities are densely populated and more people will get it and, and they will unfortunately perish. So they're not going to make it through that. So I think the number is is going to be higher than that. And I think Governor Amundo was even saying she thinks she thinks 259 is low. I was talking to a doctor and I said, do you think it's going to be 300? And they said uh, higher. I said, do you think it'd be 350? They said higher. I said, do you think it could be 400? The doctor said, one, I'm telling you, it's going to be higher than that. I said, 500 said could be around 500, 500 dead. Maybe more. We don't know. Because remember, a lot of people then get complications from it once they get it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and they are just terrific, is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now, I wanted to fill my propane tanks because this is a time you can grill outside, feel good to grill outside. People don't know with the demand on electricity or power. So I went to one place. They were out of propane. I drove up to a second location. We are out of propane. You know who never runs out? And it was worth the ride? Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. You can call them at 621-8129. He never runs out. Seven days a week, propane tanks and supplies, all credit cards, debit cards accepted. If it's the first of the month and you just got your debit card, head over to Johnson Propane. They're right in front of Stop and Shop. Seven days a week, 9 to 7, 401-621-8129. Get your propane tank filled. And I got both of my tanks filled. He never runs out. Phil Johnson, Johnson Propane. Stop in there today. So we don't know. That uh, Trump press conference last night was one for the ages. And right now, what I think is so terrific for the country, and I mean that, is Dr. Fauci and the president are, they are completely on the same page. They are absolutely on the same page right now. Um, I'll even agree with uh, the various people that are, that are saying that um, they, they think he should be on television more. I mean, the guy is just absolutely fantastic. But he did talk about the fact that that MIT professor, he did not like what that MIT professor was saying. That he said, I was disturbed by that report. It's misleading, um, saying the projectile of 27, of 27 feet. 
So, and that is the type of thing that, you know, there's all kinds of scientists and professors. So I want to play. This is last night, uh, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, who suggests that coronavirus can be carried on droplets a distance of 27 feet. Uh, do you buy into that? And if that might be the case, does that suggest that current social distancing guidelines may need to be extended? This could really be terribly misleading, John. What it was was looking at the distance that droplets fly by speaking, by coughing, by sneezing. So if you go way back and go, ah, and go like that, you might get 27 feet. But so when you see somebody do that, get out of the way. But that's not practical. That is not practical, John. I'm sorry, but I was disturbed by that report because that's misleading. That means that all of a sudden the six foot thing doesn't work. That is a very, very robust, vigorous, Achoo, sneeze. That's what that is. And that's not what we're talking about. He is fantastic. And I love that explanation. And he takes the time. Folks, isn't he? That is uh, Dr. Fauci last night. And what I like is he he is just so dynamic and able to. He doesn't blow it off. He does not blow it off. And, And by the way, that was John Roberts sitting there right there in the front row at the White House. Um. The White House press room and asking the question and then he answers the question and I still have no idea why um, why in fact I just wanted to find a certain cut that um, I thought President Trump was well, that was that was uh, that was just one for the ages last night he was he was just uh, in rear form and he was taking his time and going else, going, um, um, here's the, uh, here's the quote last night. I found it funny. Hold on. Here we go. Um, I was hoping you could. You ever run out of questions? <laughs> <laughs> the most unbelievable thing. You go through the room. But I have nothing else to do. So if you want us, I mean, if you want, can we keep it going, John? I think so. That's um that's someone trying to pick a fight. Now the person that tweeted this, nothing else to do in the middle of a um coronavirus, it's pandemic. But the thing is, what he was saying, and I took it to mean, is Governor President Trump was saying that basically, like, listen, this is all I'm focused on. So if if it'll be helpful for me to stand here with my team. And it's some more questions. I'm more than happy to do that. But that's how I took it. People were saying, but he was just funny. You heard that. I have nothing else to do. Listen, he's the president of the United States. We're in, a, in the middle of a, an unprecedented pandemic. And what I thought he meant was not that he has nothing else to do. It's just this is so important. There's nothing else that matters. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Mega Logistics. Now, call them today, 401 401- 431-2300. Mega Logistics. What do they do? If you have freight, if you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, and they are serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts for over 20 years. Family-run business, and they're just fantastic people. Mega Logistics. Call them today at 401-431-2300, 401-431-2300 for Mega Logistics. Well, folks, good afternoon again. 
is John DePietro. It is the John DePietro show. I'm just checking some headlines. Biden, prepare for remote voting for November election. Well, I don't know about that. And the problem with that, as you can imagine, and I'm trying to remain somewhat um, optimistic or positive, is obviously in Rhode Island, I don't trust the mail ballots and remote voting. Maybe remote voting. I, I don't know. We still have a long way to go for that. I'm also seeing folks quarantining NBA playoffs in Vegas floated as an option because I was just speaking with my son last night saying, what are they going to do about the NBA playoffs? What are they going to do about the NBA finals? Normally, the playoffs start in May. What about the NHL uh, playoffs and the NHL finals? So I, I think, but see, if they get the testing up, and then if you have a tester there, so if you are taking the temperature of everyone, it is possible to screen out if all the players take the test and they're negative, and then they're quarantined. And then as far, I don't know enough about fans, but if people would, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't know how far they're going to go with that. And it sounds like they're going to try to look into it. Um, but that uh, tomorrow also, I'll talk more about, I, I was speaking that Tucker, Car- Tucker Carlson on Fox. Um, I also want you to know, for those that like Facebook Live, I'm going to try to do it tonight at 7. I'm trying to do them at 7 because then I, I like to watch Tucker Carlson. So um, we, we probably will be back for Facebook Tonight at 7 o'clock. The radio show, obviously, each day from 11 to 2. And then um, I, th- I think the rest of the week, though, Governor Mundo's doing a briefing at 1 o'clock. So we'll be flexible with that. But, um, but Tucker Carlson has been terrific regarding that Wuhan lab. They really believe it came out of a bat in that lab and somehow ended up in one of those wet markets. So, so folks, it's the John DePietro Show. Remember, thank you for listening. Uh, I strongly encourage you, call Water Filter Company today. Stop going out the store to get bottled water. Call for a free consultation. Have a water filter installed in your home, 401-294-2400, 401-294-2400. It's Water Filter Company. So stay tuned. It's the 2 o'clock news, the John Dion program. And then I will be back. Then uh, Governor Mundo coming up at 2.30. Everybody on Facebook Live, I'll see you tonight at 7. We'll go 7, depending on the White House, President Trump, if they're done by then. And then we're back on the radio tomorrow uh, right here at 11 o'clock for the John DePietro Show. Again, stay safe. Everybody stay inside. Pay attention. And uh, thank you. Go to the website, DePietro.com. Visit the website, DePietro.com.